Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody out there in podcast land. You are in tune to another episode of Intrinsic Motivation from a Homie's Perspective. This is Hamza, and you guys are in for a treat. So earlier this summer, we had our guest on, and they were promoting the movie The Real Exorcist. Highly recommended. If you haven't seen it, make sure you put that on your list during the holiday season. And today, they have a new movie out. It's been out a little less than a month here in the States, which has been great considering the uh, everything that's going on in 2020. But this, this movie is about the life of the actual founder of Happy Science. He's Japan's fastest growing and most influential spiritual movement with over 12 million members across 100 countries. So this movie is based on true events, and it tells the story of Satoru, the character. He's a highly successful businessman who relinquishes everything to pursue his true calling, which is the happiness of humankind. How did he do that? Well, we're going to have our guest tell us more about that. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce Yoshi Utebi to the podcast. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. Thank you for having me back again on this show. It's a great pleasure. Absolutely. Yeah, glad to have you back. And uh, you were talking a little bit before we started about putting a movie out in the middle of a pandemic. What, what's yeah. it been like getting this movie promoted? Well, in Japan, it was fine because we are not hit so badly. So we, uh, we opened in over 200 theaters and it's still running. It's a six week. We're doing pretty, pretty good in Japan. But for U.S., it was a little difficult. Uh, we were able to open in 10, 10 markets and we closed everything, including Canada. And the last one is Hawaii, which is closing today. So that would close our, uh, you know, theoretical circuit for the United States. And uh, it's been difficult because not many people would want to go into a theater just to, to begin with. So, but uh, we were lucky, you know, miraculously we were able to uh, release this in the theater. So, mm-hmm. that's really One thing. Yeah. I, I do want to say I, I really enjoyed the movie, and one thing that stood out, and it may be just because we are going through a pandemic, is mm-hmm. the lack of human inter, uh, human touch. You know, they bow, they weren't shaking hands and such. And so when you compare 10 markets in the U.S. versus 200 theaters in Japan, it, mm-hmm. do you, would you say that Japan has a better response to the pandemic? Oh, yeah, definitely. Japan is, is pretty normal. I'm, I'm, I just came back to Japan from the U.S. Uh, about two weeks ago. Uh, trains are running as usual. Everything, theaters are open, restaurants are open as, as usual. We go to work every day. Only different thing is that we, 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 you know, we, we do put the masks on, but that's about mm. it. Others are pretty, pretty normal so far. So, so yeah. is everyone in Japan on one page? Page means like having the same understanding about yes. coronavirus. Yes. I I guess I mean Japanese. Uh, we tend to be pretty. Uh, I don't know. Uh, receptive, I guess, in a way. You put it that way. So we try to you know accept and receive things which, which uh, you know we try to harmonize and try to work work towards the same goal. So that's a kind of a uh, culture we have in Japan, so maybe that's helping us, us out a little bit. It is. Sure and it, it, yeah. 
But what you just shared was great because we obviously, I mean, if we're just looking at pure numbers, right, so we should look at other countries where the numbers aren't so high, and Japan's one of those. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the reasons that uh, some, some, like uh, 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 Ryuho Oka, uh, the founder, was saying the other day in, in the lecture is some country, I mean, this is just a prediction, we're not sure, the countries who use chopsticks might have a less, uh, pandemic because you know with chopsticks you don't use we don't use our hands to eat things so like we don't mm. eat the bread you know I mean of course we Japanese people eat bread but mostly we use chopsticks and like a lot of Asian countries use chopsticks the countries doesn't have that kind of a, a culture like using the hands like in like India they use hands to eat curry and that's just cultural thing there's nothing wrong with it it's just that. Um, that might be, could be one of the reasons. You, know, you sit mm. on the table and the first thing you do is eat your bread. Just, you know, Western culture, so just use the hand and eat the bread. And do we go wash your hands before we go sit down and eat the bread? I don't think that kind of culture is, we probably do now, but, you know, previously I don't think we've done that in other countries, in Western countries. So that might be one of the reasons. It just, it just, we don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought I'd just share because it was kind of interesting. I never heard about that that idea. So I was like, hmm. Sure. Okay. That kind of makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we move forward, or what are we, eight months in? So as time progresses, I'm sure we'll learn more. But yeah. it did stand out in the movie of the, uh, even if, I mean, the movie wasn't filmed during the pandemic. Was It wasn't filmed this year, was no. it? No, it was yeah. last year, one year ago, yeah. Yeah, so even before then, there there still wasn't that much, like, uh, there was that six, it felt like six feet away from each other, you know, <laughs> like they were respecting that's their own space. That's, that's a very interesting perspective, yeah. I mean, I think another, 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 another thing about Japanese culture is maybe it's not good or bad, it's not about that, but, like, there's no kissing and no hugging, we mm-hmm. don't have that culture, so we mm-hmm. do kind of keep distance, you know, uh, each other. That doesn't mean we dislike each other. It just, it's just a cultural thing. So, you know, maybe that that could affect. We don't do much of, uh, you know, human contact, I guess. You're going to put it that way. Sure. Well, yeah. there's the talk of no, I mean, the new normal. So if mm-hmm. if we look outside of our borders and we see that even in your culture you did this, before the pandemic and you're still around and you're not experiencing the numbers we are, we should take note. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Then again, you ask a lot of uh, the testing has been done. You know, more tests you do, uh, more people are going to be discovered that they are, you know, uh, affected, uh, you know, positive. Mm-hmm. But many, many people, they won't even, uh, they won't even uh, um, realize, you know, uh, that they are, they are positive. Because uh, young young kids and uh, healthy people probably won't even realize they have COVID, and they just mm-hmm. go pass away. So uh, in Japan, we don't do much testing. If you if I'm looking around, uh, we don't do much testing. So if you do more testing, then I'm sure people would you know will find more people. Mm-hmm. But said that we would say that uh, people are pretty healthy. So I guess there's no need for testing. Right. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. The other, very interesting. Thanks for sharing that. And the other thing that really stood out from a, a cultural standpoint 
is uh, Satori Satoru when he came to the U.S. and they yep. were calling him Timmy in the office. Timmy, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so, Timmy, I, right. right. So I wanted to understand why he wouldn't correct them, and it was okay for him to be nicknamed Timmy. Actually, I like I don't know uh, the background why he was called Timmy. I mm-hmm. don't know, but a lot of times when we we uh, Japanese people uh, work in US, they have their uh, English. They they put their English nickname, the the name that they 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 wanted. So it could be mm-hmm. Mike, it could be uh, John, and so this way people. Uh, have more easier to 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 call people, you know, call them because Yoichi, you know, Yoichi is kind of difficult. So mm-hmm. maybe I can people if if I can just say hi, I, my nickname is Joe, then people call me Joe. But uh, so people do that a lot of times. I, I I prefer not to do that. I don't know why. I just like to to stay with my name. <laughs> but many, many sure. people have their own nickname. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to cover that from uh, an immigration standpoint in the States. You, you hear that depending on the country people are from, but when they come to the mm-hmm. States, the names, like you said, Timmy or Mike, and I was just wondering yeah. if it, that were the same case. Right, right. They just put their own names. So. Yeah. I don't think so there's much deeper concept to that than, than just good. they just put it. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So let's go back to the beginning because, you know, mm-hmm. the, it starts with him speaking uh, to a large crowd in 1991, yep. but they talk about mm-hmm. uh, Satoru when he was a little kid, and he right. always had his head in the books. And mm-hmm. one thing that I liked was the teacher was speaking to his mother, and she said mm-hmm. that usually the smart kids are ostracized, but there was something yeah. about – something about Satoru that mm-hmm. he still was popular, had a lot of friends, but he still was a right. bookworm. And so yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I wanted so, you to talk about yeah, that a little bit. Yeah. That, that, that kind of shows how he was, even since he was a young kid, that he was mm-hmm. a person of caring, you know, always thinking about other people, but not by himself, but he wanted to, of course, study hard because he had this passion. He has these three dreams: either become a, a, a you know, global uh, businessman, or become a scholar, or become a the lawyer, right? So mm-hmm. he had this big dream that he wanted to be uh, when he become an adult. So he was studying hard, but at the same time, you know, he wasn't a snobby, snobby kid. He just he was always caring for others, so people accepted him as as. Is his character, I guess, and mm-hmm. I think that that backbone character never changed, you know, until even now he's like that. Masaoka is like that. He's always caring mm-hmm. for other people. Gotcha. Yeah, because uh, uh, I was thinking a little bit about the TV show The Big Bang. Are you familiar with that show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it was kind of like that same mentality that Sheldon had. I mean, you're a very mm-hmm. bright person. But yeah. the way that you see the world, it's harder for the regular folks to see it. And sometimes yeah. what you say may come across as, you know, <laughs> crass or what have you. Mm-hmm. Cause he had to correct himself yeah. before his first death, right? He had to, mm-hmm. why am I so mean to people? And mm-hmm. he didn't realize he was being mean, but that's how people were right. taking it. Yeah. And actually, he wasn't that mean. He just, he probably went in into himself so deeply 
he found mm-hmm. those uh, those things in himself. So yeah, um, and you know another interesting thing about him is that he was born in the southern Perth Island called Shikoku Island in Japan, and that's very very suburb. But it's not like New York or, or, or Los Angeles or San Francisco. It's it's really it's really uh, it's a suburban area. There's like mm-hmm. nothing there. I, I've been there actually. There's like really nothing there, and so everybody was surprised to see a kid who is so independent. Because and of course, the parents are pretty smart, and his his father was kind of scholar type of person. Mm-hmm. But you know, even the the parents were also surprised to see how he was because he kind of observed it on his own. It wasn't like somebody mm-hmm. else around him was there to, to guide him through to become a person like that. But he was already mm-hmm. that kind of person. That's why in the movie his mother was saying, you know, I've done nothing for him. He did, did everything on his own. And so I think that's the truth. It's kind of interesting to see that as well. Yeah, I, I want to compare that to mm-hmm. the other side where parents want the best for their kids and so mm-hmm. they push them and sometimes it yep. may be too hard or not, but the kid may right. rebuke that, right? They don't want right. to go along that path. Right. Re- you know. <laughs> right. Yes, yes. A lot of times we see that in, in our uh, education. Yes, so... The other thing we were at the beginning, we were talking about, you know, 2020 and and just the hiccups with that. But it seems also that from a Japanese culture, there's a stronger emphasis on education. I mean, not just Satoru, Mm -hmm. but for all of his colleagues and everyone else. uh, Do you Mm -hmm. see that comparison between Japan's educational system and the U.S.? Uh. Yeah, because I grew up in the U.S., you know, uh, from middle school to I was 20. So uh, I experienced both cultures, the Japanese culture and U.S. culture. So I think it's the the way the educational system is, is different. It's totally different. Uh, U.S. is more, uh, it, it relies on the individual's strength, and individuality is more important. But in Japan, uh, average is more important. So it's a big difference there. So it's both good good ways of, you know, uh, I think the mix is important. But for Japan, because uh, they try to raise the average, um, mm-hmm. there isn't that much dropout kids because they'll try to, you know, help them out and keep it as average as possible. So the entire nation's uh, educational level is pretty high. Mm-hmm. Most, of, most of the kids will go to a university. I don't know. I don't know the percentage, but most of them will go to university, and it, that's just a normal way of life. But in mm-hmm. US, it's different. You know, I mean, it's different because uh, since the, we were children, we are taught to be individual. You know, individuality and and um, teach us the importance of uh, you know self help and and things like that. So that. That's also important because that would give give uh, an individual more free space. In Japan, mm-hmm. there's like a limited space. This is why you do it. This is how you're going to do it. So everybody is on that line, like a train rail. But U.S., mm-hmm. there's different train train rails that you can take the path. So personally, you know, I was grew up in I grew up in U.S., so I really like that approach. So 
to be honest, I did not go to university because I was playing in a rock music, rock band in high school. So we wanted to become a professional musician. So I pursued that, that road to, mm-hmm. without going to university. And my parents were open for that. So that if you want to do that, you want to walk that road, the road, go ahead and do it. So I don't know. Again, it really depends on in, in the, the families. Uh, you know, the the way how they think about education. Some families are very strict in U.S. as well, right? You have to go to a college, right? Mm-hmm. So depending on the family, but I'm just talking about in general. Uh, now, so there's, today, there's more geniuses evolve in U.S. than Japan, in other words. In Japan, you won't gotcha. find much genius. But mm-hmm. U.S., there's opportunity for genius people to be involved because they are free to, to grow. Mm-hmm. But that's the difference, I think. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was a point where uh, Satoru was not really scolded, but it seemed like he was scolded by his friends because he opposed the opinion of the professor, and right. they were like, "That's not a way to get an A." He's like, "But I disagree." Right. right. <laughs> but the socialism or something like that, right? Communism or something. Yeah. So not. Yeah. Kids are very smart. To, you know, stay under and make sure to get the good grades so when they graduate, they have a you know, good uh, push from those professors. That's how they, they walk up the ladder, especially like in Tokyo University, like the top, top, top school. It's like a hub mm-hmm. you know, in the U.S., so you don't want to go against those big professors, usually. I don't know if it's the same in U.S. or not. That, I don't know, but in, in the Satoru's case, it was. He's, he's that kind of person. He would not shut up. He would just talk. But he thinks right. he's right. Well. Now, today in the States is Veterans Day, mm-hmm. so, you know, salutations yep. to all the veterans. But sure. I do know in Asia they celebrate Singles Day. So are they celebrating Singles Day in Japan as well? Singles Day? Uh, single means in a not married single? Yeah, yes. Oh, uh, uh, Japan? No, no, we don't have that. Maybe it's other countries. I don't know about that. Sorry. Sure. I was asking because I know yeah. in China mm-hmm. it's so big and it's uh, larger than Black Friday mm-hmm. or Cyber Monday for sales mm-hmm. in the States. And the reason why it started, it, it's a rather new phenomenon, I want to say the last mm-hmm. 20 years, because there's mm-hmm. more men than women so as a result half of them are going to be single and i was just wondering if you know from an educational standpoint there was that push to you know go to university and such and like satoru there were some girls that he liked or liked him but he was so focused on his goal he he wasn't Mm -hmm. even aware at that point i was looking for similarities yeah yeah Sorry, I don't know about that. The singles. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of interesting. Wow. All right. <laughs> yeah. And the, well, the other part of it is, uh, and here in the, I know it's here in the states, they have what's called um, the red pill, or men going their own way. Have you ever heard of that before? No, r- red pill. Red. Yeah. Yeah. So. No. no. What red pill? I, I was like, wow, that's what they're showing in Trace Born because. He, mm-hmm. His first girl that he really liked in college, right? He was like, yeah, oh, my goodness, yep. she's so pretty and all. And then he would write mm-hmm. poems to her, and she's like, yep. I'm not as perfect as you think I am. Right. 
and right. he, here in this in the with the red pill people here in the states they're like don't chase after a girl go after your goals and when you go after your goals then the girls mm-hmm. will be attracted to that oh oh interesting uh, that's mm-hmm. yeah i agree with that actually uh, yeah i agree don't you don't have to chase chase after girls be yourself and uh, do the do the right thing and be a good person and somebody's gonna like you definitely. Mm-hmm. But then again, if you you are falling in love with some some girl, why not challenge it? Challenging in life is also good. You know, you need to challenge things, right? So mm-hmm. even you know if you're not gonna be successful, I think if any any, any listeners were young, if uh, I think you should challenge. Why not? <laughs> Nothing to lose, right? <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's that's my second part. So my sure. so the girl in college, she's like, mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, you 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 have you put me on a pedestal. You don't even know me, and he winds up going to New York for the job opportunity, and then runs into her, mm-hmm. and she's right. getting married, right. and so he, I'm sure right. he was thinking, Wow, was that the one that got away because I didn't challenge? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I think he he still had that emotion, you know, about you know that the liking this 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 woman. Mm-hmm. So maybe when when she met her as a coincidence in New York, she, she might have thought about, you know, maybe there is a, a, another another chapter, right? Mm-hmm. I, I would think like that. I think that's pretty normal if you just bump into somebody like that and. There's no coincidence in your life, so you might think there's a chapter, the chapter opening up, and as soon as you think it's opening up, uh, you 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 are introduced to to uh, the fiance. So I'm sure he was mm-hmm. shocked to see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the one that got away for sure. And um, the other thing, since it's an intrinsic motivation from a homie's perspective. I wanted to ask mm-hmm. you if you have ever heard of the rap group Eric B. and Rakim. Uh, I'm sorry, no, I don't. Oh, no worries. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were really big in the ni- in the 80s and the 80s, early okay. 90s. And mm-hmm. what happened was uh, they were out on tour, and they were mm-hmm. really popular. I mean, some circles, he's like the best artist ever, even in 2020. Mm-hmm. But at mm-hmm. that time, they're out on tour, and – Rakim's, the the rapper's father was really sick, and Mm -hmm. they decided to stay on tour, and his Mm -hmm. father passed away while Mm -hmm. he was out on tour. And so since he wasn't there, he stopped performing for like 10 years and so. And in the movie Twice Born... Mm -hmm. Huh? Oh, no, because Uh, he was ashamed of... Yeah, he was just... He he was upset with the industry... Yeah, he was like, if I was home, I would have been able to spend. Oh, they had a really good relationship. Okay, so our industry didn't make, uh, didn't allow him to to stop the the tour. Right. right. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, Continue. and I was just looking at mm-hmm. Twice Born with Satoru mm-hmm. and his father. They had a really good relationship, and his father yep. was ill, and the mom mm-hmm. said, "Well." no, don't come home, you know, focus on graduate school, you know, your goals. Mm-hmm. And so that was one of my questions as far as um, taking time for other people outside of your life, even if you're focused on your goal, how important is it to stay on your goal if, mm-hmm. if a family member or something really needs you? Yep, yep. 
Yeah, I mean, that's 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 uh, that's how his uh, his mother thought about him, right? Because I mm-hmm. think she probably knew the potential that he had. He wasn't an ordinary person, you know. Mm. She probably saw since she was he was very young. He's seen how he how he was and how he performs in, in life. So I think she didn't want to, you know, pick the pick pick the uh, the little buds. I guess I don't know how to put it. The little little thing that just came off the seed, you know, just pick mm-hmm. pick it up because mm-hmm. it could grow into a huge, huge, beautiful tree, blossom mm-hmm. beautiful flowers. So I think she saw that in him. Mm-hmm. So you know, Satoru was like, you know, no, I don't mind coming back here. You know, working. It, at the, the the prep school, the school that you know his father was, you know, working on, and but his mother was like, no, I think you should pursue your your own life. Mm-hmm. That was the mother's love, I think. Oh, gotcha. Mm. Not again. That's a... in the movie, so not every mother in Japan is like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, sure. It's, <laughs> it's, it's probably about the, how the mothers are. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, no, I thought it was interesting because I, mm-hmm. in um, I was introduced to a Dr. Frances Welsing, and she's a was a she passed away recently or about four, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. She was in her 80s, but when she had come to our school, she had uh, said that all of the students, you know, were 18, 19, 20 years old. She says that you should wait until you're 28 to get to even think about getting married because you don't know who you are, and mm-hmm. it always struck a chord as to reaching your your path or getting sidetracked. And not to say you're going to have a clear path if you wait until 28, but mm-hmm. your odds mm-hmm. of reaching your goal mm-hmm. seem better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I was, interesting, but. That's kind of true, yeah. I mean, when you were like in early twenties, you would not know. You still that you still not sure on your path. I don't think some people are. Mm-hmm. Some people are like, yes, I'm going to become a doctor, and they decide so hard to become a doctor. But not many people are like that. This, we're always searching for the, the mission and the purpose in our life. This movie is all about the purpose and mission of life. But uh, when you, yeah, after later 20s and you know when, when you're in 30s that's when you start this is just a typical you know roadmap of, of life but when you're in 20s late, late 20s and 30s you basically have a will start to have a stable job and stability in your life and at least you probably know which direction your life is going to go mm-hmm. you know what I mean I mean I mean it's just a it's a stereotype thing because sometimes people change their life when they are like in 65, like Colonel Sanders. He, he started mm-hmm. getting KFC when he was like 65 or something. So you never know what happens in your life. But yeah, that's just, yeah, that's another perspective. And I, yeah, I don't, I, I totally don't disagree with that either. Mm-hmm. No, it was just, I mean, so much from the movie mm-hmm. uh, because you had mentioned that his mother had seen something in him, and so she wanted him to mm-hmm. reach his destiny. But mm-hmm. it wasn't, I mean, that sometimes you can make the argument that that's blood and, you know, a mom's supposed to feel that way. But when he went mm-hmm. for his first job at the trading company, the mm-hmm. big boss, not the middle management boss, the big boss came yep. out 
and mm-hmm. kind of bow to him too. Like it was an honor right. to meet. <laughs> right. And that never that never happens. Right. That's very very rare. Right. So he's so in, in him. He's so in him that the genius in him. Mm-hmm. Not many people will see, but he saw it. So mm-hmm. that's why he was to be the next president of that. It's a, one of the major trading companies in Japan. It's a huge, huge company. It still exists mm-hmm. today. But uh, so uh, he saw it in him, you know. So that's why he was trained to be the next top executive. Releasing mm-hmm. movies, like going to New York is like the, the fastest route to become a top executive in the company. And go to Nagoya is like a training to become a next level executive. He was like on, on, on the mark to become the top, top notch executive in the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess his the way he he performed was like probably extraordinary for other people. Right. And he's now that guy saw that in him in the first interview, so he must be pleased. Right. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. Right. And the other part is, <clears throat> I mean, he was still relatively young. He was thirty, I believe, but when you let's say you waited until twenty eight and you have a great job and all that. Usually mm-hmm. that's the career path. So they wanted him to stay an extra five years in New York, mm-hmm. and he didn't. Yep. He said, you know, that's not my path. And right. I wanted you to talk a little bit about that because when you are comfortable, you know, you have the wife, the kids, the house, the material mm-hmm. things, but you mm-hmm. may not feel fulfilled. But you're so comfortable with the way things are. How do you mm-hmm. determine to follow your destiny versus staying the tried and true path. Mm-hmm. Well, for him at that time, he's so single, and he was already thinking about already thinking about you know uh, starting to pursue the, the mission that he had because he was he got the calling when he was in college. If you remember, he was twenty four, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it was like already six years has passed already. And the spirits are saying, it's ready, it's time for you to stand up on your own. You have to stand up, stand up. So he was trying to be pushed into this, you know, uh, his mission. So he mm-hmm. already knew before he even went to New York. Because when he mm. was called to go to New York, he was like, are you sure I have to go to New York? I'm, letting, I'm getting ready for it, right? So, so when he found out that... Uh, uh, he he was in New York only for a year, if you think about it. If, you know, it right. wasn't like he was there for like three years. Just one year. So I think in his mind, he already knew he was ready to come back and and get ready to to pursue his his, his mission. So that's mm-hmm. when he knew at that point already he wasn't going to stay in this company for long. So by staying there for another five years, it's going to be hard, even harder for him to leave the company because. He's going to have more responsibility, and the company is going to put more into him. He's, he's that kind of person. He wouldn't more more things that he's been given. He wants mm-hmm. to return. He's that kind mm-hmm. of person. So, staying there for another five years, he, he probably knew that he will never be able to get out of this company in a good way. You know, as mm-hmm. he's he such a polite and uh, diligent person. So that right. was his decision for him. Right. For some, for ordinary people like us. Um, yeah, I don't know if you have a family already and you have kids and one day you say to yourself, I'm going to quit my work here and because I'm going to become a musician, then I think <laughs> it's a little different story. Are you sure you want to do that? You know, 
you should keep then I, my advice would be keep your job okay you have to raise your kids you know protect your your family that's the first thing you have to do in your life but if mm-hmm. you really think there's a passion in you to pursue music musical career then do it part time you know side job and weigh things out you know cut cut down your sleeping time don't sleep for eight hours sleep only four hours and spend that four other four hours you know trying to pursue another another road and see how things go that's the advice mm-hmm. I would give for that person mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a different situation, I think. One thing that's interesting about 2020 mm-hmm. and different conversations is that yep. it was an opportunity for the globe to kind of reset. And, right. you know, if uh, you turn off, you know, most people wound up watching more Netflix and Amazon or what have you. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. there's others that took the time to just turn off all electronics. Right. And yep. No distractions. So with Satori, it se- Satoru, it seemed that because he didn't have those extra uh, distractions mm-hmm. in the house, yep. that's when he yep. was able to, to access and start automatic writing. That's right. That's right. So uh, he was really focused. He was mm-hmm. so focused because other kids, I mean, maybe it's a little different in Tokyo University, but if, in Japan, if you go to a university, you don't, it's so different than U.S. In the United States, if you get into university, there's a lot of work and homework and study you have to do, right, every night, every day. But in Japan, once you get into the university, it's almost like it's done. You don't have to really do any homework. You know, there's no work. You just, it's almost like you enjoy your life for the next four years before you mm. graduate. Because once you graduate, you're going to be, go back, you know, you have to become part of society. So that's how mm-hmm. people look at it. But Satoru wasn't like that. You know, he, he didn't spend his time you know, doing things outside of himself, but he actually focused into himself, and that's how he found his mission. So one of the, one of the main, main, mission, uh, uh, main message of this movie is, you know, it's time to find your mission. Each one of us our own unique mission. Probably mm-hmm. not like as big as Satoru's, but I'm sure we all have our missions. So I think it is a great, great time. I know it's a very, very difficult time, but at the same time, because the world is not going to be the same tomorrow. We are not going to go back. So I think it's mm-hmm. really good time to stop and like think about who you are, how, how you've done your life in the past, how many years that you live, and really think about what you have accomplished and what is it that you can accomplish from here on to the future and how you can become a better part of a society. I think these are things we can really, like, you know, sit back and think about it. Of course, you have to make a living and you have to go forward with it. At the same time, the world is not going to be the same. So I think it's a great opportunity for all of us to, to stop and think. And I hope this movie will inspire people to, to, to think about life like that. Mm-hmm. And when you inspire people to think about that, you the person may be used to thinking negatively. Like one thing, once his uh, his his spiritual uh, awareness mm-hmm. started uh, presenting itself, he started seeing that a majority of people had low energy life forms mm-hmm. around them. Yep. Yep. So if now's the time to find your mission and become a better part of your society, mm-hmm. how do you mm-hmm. determine what that is? 
And how do you even right. know if you have a low energy life form that's draining you? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Because usually, uh, uh, most of the time, uh, people are having a lower energy now than we used to because of the fear. You know, fear mm-hmm. is what's taking over us, and fear is the biggest enemy enemy of of us because it's going to take out all the positive energy. You know, it's to drain our positive energy out of us and we'll fill in with energy of fear. And as we all know, there's a thing called the laws of the attraction in this universal law. You attract positive things if you think positive, but you're going to attract negative things if you think negatively. So again, I think what's important before you try to find your mission and look within is to, you know, take a big, deep, deep breath, you know, no music. I, you can put nice music on, but... And just really think about, you know, looking to yourself and feel the energy. Are you feeling positive or negative? A lot of times people might be feeling negative because of what's happening around you. I mean, maybe 90% of the people will probably feel the negative energy. But you have to realize that's not you. That, that's not true you. You are being uh, influenced by the outer energy. So you kind of have to fight those energies first to to... to you know what I mean? Like fight the fear and try to bring in the positive energy within yourself. I think that's the first thing it's important to do. If you don't do that, you're going to, more you think, more deeper the negativity is going to circulate within yourself. And sometimes it can get really bad influence into yourself as well. So trying to stay in positive side is, is I think, it's the first thing. You will not be able to find your true mission if you're feeling negative in other words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's let's say you you started to think positive, and you start pushing away negative thoughts. How do you? Mm-hmm. Are there any signs that you should look for that know that that lets you know that you're on the right path? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, sure. Uh, you have to feel uh, um, you have to feel the energy of love. You know, this this light. Or, or something that's this warm, warm energy, that the peacefulness, the serenity within yourself, because uh, that's that's a sign that you are like path. I think the serenity in your mind, the calmness in your mind, because there's so many distractions and, and you know things that negative things happening around you nowadays. But uh, you have to cut those energies out out of yourself and. Find the serenity within yourself, the peaceful moment. And mm-hmm. That's when you can start to research into your true mission. Because your mission lies inside of yourself. It doesn't. It's not out there. You don't need to go out to look for your mission outside of yourself. Because it's all in yourself. The purpose of your life is in yourself. And you should be able to find mm-hmm. it. Everybody has a purpose. You just have to look for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and- Looking inside yourself, the mm-hmm. um, Satoru when, when he's he's back home, and, or home country, and he's working, and there's this girl, everybody or woman that all the guys are vying for. They want her attention. She's not paying any attention to them. She likes Satoru, and she's putting herself in, as they say, in his orbit. And other people were like she doesn't know what she's in for. <laughs> like, how would how would you two have a relationship based off of, because you're so intense, she wouldn't be able to handle that. 
so how do you and she he had he looked into her life and he saw a a, a different career and he he said I like you better when you're going after your own goal. So mm-hmm. when you find that in yourself, yeah. and is it better to push people towards their own goal as well? Is that where everybody becomes well, happy? Well, I think in Satoru's case, it's different. It's, it's so rare. I think that's a rare, rare <laughs> case. Satoru, of course, wanted to be together with her because she, they are both in you know, really deep love, really, really mm-hmm. deep love. And, of course, she wanted to be with her, but uh, she intentionally pushed her away from his life because he mm-hmm. knew the life he's going to live is going to be a, be, be a very, very difficult and hard life. You know, going up the steep, steep mountain. So he was so responsible. He didn't want to, uh, to, to you know, get her involved or into this difficult, difficult life. So I think he intentionally uh, pushed her away by saying that uh, you have, you should pursue your career. Mm. So that's like the moment, you know, like that's a very, very, not a sad moment, but very emotional moment that he decided to, to do that. So, yeah, I mean, if, if I was uh, in his shoes, I would just, would you want to come with me? Because I don't have a difficult life. <laughs> and he probably, I don't think I can handle on my own. So, I know it's going to be difficult, but do you want to come with me? You know, he could have said that, right? I probably mm-hmm. would have said that because if I was in this, that deep love, but he, he didn't do that. He let her go. So. One thing and you that's see. That's like a big moment of the movie, yeah. Mm-hmm. A, huge, a huge moment because yeah. it made me think of, of other relationships where one person, it could be either spouse, where there is a, a level of resentment because they mm-hmm. push their life goal, their mission to the side for the other person. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So you don't want that, but how do you how do you gel if you're both on your mission because at the end he's by himself. Uh, yeah, yeah. So again, this is it could be different cases. If Let's say you're married with, with somebody, and in case, this case happens a lot, you know, because uh, I'm pursuing my, my work, but my wife is also, let's say, an attorney or a doctor or you know, a dentist, and she has her own way of life or entrepreneur. And if, if both can work, you know, well as a partner and also wife, husband and wife, I think that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It just... It's, I think each one of us have our own way of, of style of life that mm-hmm. fits perfectly. So there's no right and wrong in it. But for Satoru, his mission was so big, he, he just had to let her go for his mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess. So have, have, are you familiar with the movie Avengers? Yeah, of course. Yeah, Avengers, yes. Okay. Right, global mm-hmm. phenomena, and in the in that movie, you have mm-hmm. a bunch of superheroes that share their mm-hmm. powers together, and they're a lot stronger. Right. And right. so, I was wondering if in the future, Satoru is going to meet Sayari from The Real Exorcist. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> 
right? Because they're on their path, and they would understand each other. It wasn't like mm-hmm. they have to sit back and educate the person on what they're doing. They instantly mm-hmm. recognize that in each other. Yep. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so. we need Avengers, definitely. We definitely, <laughs> definitely need Avengers, yep. Yeah. So the global yeah. spiritual leaders need to get come together and really discuss about how we can change the world for better. Right. Right. right I because agree. I totally agree with you. Because I was thinking, right, the, his father wanted the best for him, like every father does. And mm-hmm. at some point, his father may not be around. And at some point, Satoru's not going to be around. And I'm sure he'd want, I don't know, but I would think he'd want a progeny to keep his message going. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. So, and for example, so Yuru may be up life. for it. So, real life, uh, Riho Oka was, uh, has, uh, has a daughter, and uh, she's gonna, she has been appointed to become the next uh, CEO of Happy Science already. She's mm. uh, 20-something, and she has two kids. So, yeah, so he's also trying to build up the, the next generation uh, because uh, he needs to, you know, he needs to go pass on. This teaching has to be passed on. So in real life, he's already thinking about that in, in, that, in that way, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, of course, the yeah. daughter is the one who, who wrote the script. He's a screen, she's a screen player, a screen playwriter of twice one. Ah, yeah, well, then yeah. she'd, she'd really like to put uh, Satoru and Sayori together. <laughs> <laughs> so so what's what's next as far as, I mean, that was it's been out for less than a month. It's going to uh, video yeah. on demand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, when when is the scheduled release for video on demand? It's going to be coming out in January, I think like 16th, something like that, mm-hmm. middle of January, VOD and DVD release. Okay. So people who are interested, uh, let's see how the, the world is going to be, you know, in the beginning of January. Not yeah. Yes, but the entire world. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see next couple of months, and the movie will come out, so... Not just politics, uh, but also the COVID situation you know, in the world as well. See how mm-hmm. things are. And mm-hmm. we have to, the vaccine hopefully will help us out. I hope so. Mm-hmm. You know? But uh, let's see. But the world is not going to be the same. Like It's just not going to be the same anymore. So right. the economy is right. going to be having a very difficult time. Because yeah. the backlash is going to come out in the next couple of years, one, two years. It's not going to happen right away. Things mm-hmm. appear little by little, or the six that we're having nowadays, it's going to mm-hmm. come back to us slowly. The wave is going to come back to us slowly. So we're going to have a difficult, you know, years ahead of us. But I'm sure we all will overcome it together. And hopefully, this movie would give a little hint to sit back and think about your life. So mm-hmm. please watch it in January when it comes out. It's probably perfect timing. Definitely. When, yeah. What's the site that they can check out to learn more about the movie mm-hmm. and also to get so, in touch with you to know about future yeah, future sure. things you have on the board? So there's a website called uh, twicebornmovie.com. Twicebornmovie.com. Mm-hmm. It's pretty simple. You just put movie after that. And if you go there, you get to see the trailer and all, all the information about the movie and when the uh, VOD will be released. 
Also, there's a contact list, contact point. So you can send a quick email, uh, you know, to me. Uh, they'll come directly to me or my colleagues. So we'll be able to check all the emails. So if you want to contact me directly, you can just send me the email. And also, there's a reference books of Riho Okawa in that same site as well. So if you can, like, you know, scroll down some of the books, if you're interested, you can just push the button and purchase in Amazon and start reading it if you're interested to do that. So uh, toysformovie.com probably be the best. I don't want to give out, you know, many different sites because it just confuses people. Right. So you can go to toysformovie and start from there, I guess, if you're interested. Oh, that's fantastic. Yep. Yeah. So you have just been tuned to another episode of Intrinsic Motivation from a Homie's Perspective. Yoshi, it was a pleasure, man. Let's definitely stay in touch. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. We keep in touch, right? Thank you. Cheers. Yep. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Have you all?